A Christian mind is not one that is trained to think only about Christian topics. It is a mind that has learned to think about everything from a Christian perspective. We have to understand God rightly to know him intimately. It is the gospel that orients my thinking on every other issue. You can know if you're trusting in Jesus that every single atom in this universe is working for your good. That's why I'm sticking with Jesus. Not because he always does what I want him to do. I'm sticking with Jesus because I just haven't found any better alternative. How do you even do this? We're back in it. I think that's it. I think that's the, that's how we start. <laughs> Listen, um, episode eighty-one of the Black Berea podcast, brought to you live and direct from DB Studio. DB Studios. Um, I said that right, Duffo. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> new year, new style. Um, yeah, you ain't seen us in a long time. You ain't heard us in a long time, and we thought we would come back um, this time in the flesh, or at least on camera. Yep. Um, so, yeah, missed you guys. Uh, thanks for everybody who's been reaching out to us asking where we've been, what we've been up to. Um, obviously been away for what, probably like a year or so. I think our last episode came out in June. In June. Okay, so just just over six months. Yeah. Um, feels like a long time though. Feels like a long time. So um, yeah, do you know what? Seeing as the gang is back together, we got Is joining us from LA. How are you, bro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing well. Enjoying the sunshine. and know the, the high life that LA provides. <laughs> sunshine in January. It's, it's always sunny over there. It's always sunny over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's like 21 degrees. Uh, yeah, I think 20 degrees right now. It's also the middle of the day for me, so high point. But yeah, there isn't really a winter. Hear that. Um, I guess the best way to kick it off is just how's everybody been? Obviously been away from the pod for a long time, so... Yeah, just how's life been? Mary, let's kick off with you. Why me? Um, I'm <laughs> <laughs> I've been good. I've been good. Um, no, I'm lying. I haven't been good. No, I'm joking. Last year was last year was tough. Yeah. So I think even, I think the series wrapped up like church in the wild. And then we do this thing where we like do series planning and stuff. And I think for all of us, mm. we was happy that we needed like a break basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like personal life as well, like struggles, friendships, church, whatever it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think also me not being able to travel, you know, I like I like to fly I away. Um, so yeah, it was just tough. Like it was actually very tough. And life is bigger than podcasting at the end of the day. So right. it was good, like a much needed break from Black Berea. And yeah, just being able to regroup. Um, 2022 comes with hope. So yeah, just being a lot better. I've mm. um, got my holiday stacked up as well. So Where are you planning to go? Um, so I go in Oslo next month. Uh, no way. That's odd. Yeah, no other... <laughs> you chose the way <laughs> and it's colder than London it makes no right. sense um, me and my friend just said let's just go somewhere and we just picked somewhere we've never been so oh no way why not um, okay. got Jamaica in May and I'm going to Nigeria in April as well so any of my askiddy people holler at me um, but no looking forward to all of them looking forward to all of them hey, I'm, a, I'm on holiday next week where are you going? I don't know <sighs> must be nice that's, so that's that generational enough, wealth there's these services that you can basically fill out a form mm-hmm of destinations you don't want to go to because you've already been to these places. Okay. And you tell them what you want to see. So if it's going to be like activity based, if you want it to be a beach, you want to go shopping and stuff like that. So it's like a 20 minute form to fill out. And then they based on some kind of algorithm pick where you're going to go. Yeah. And you only find out 18 hours before you fly. Right. So I'm Is that what you're planning to do? That, that's what I'm doing. That's risk. That's, how do you say that's risk? I'm already paid. I'm already paid. What's the budget? So you can, you can, you can, you can like change the budget so you can go from like a, you know, to the bag you want the bag like you want to you want to enjoy yeah but does 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 that does that 
does that determine the type of location that country you go to or the experience in that country? Both. Both. Are you oh, sure? Okay. Both, because yeah. even if you get like a seven star treatment in Glasgow. <laughs> did you see uh, like I hear you, I hear you. Anybody who's Scottish and listening to this pod is onto you already. We no, love but you, no, I hear you. So so the thing is the excitement is I, I don't know where I'm going. So you don't even know which continent you're going to? I have a feeling I know where we're going. Okay. But until it's confirmed, we find out literally 18 hours before. That's we all right. But they, they will tell you, you know, bring swimwear. Yeah, so they give you eight clues. Oh, well, before they, okay, fine. Okay, makes so you kind of gauge where so you're going. So they give you eight clues before you go. And I have a feeling like where we're going to go. I'm not going to say it on the pod. Mm-hmm. So you can reveal it on the, the episode after when we come yeah. back and I'll let you know how it was. Do you know who you're going with? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I'm not going to go on holiday. I don't know who I'm going you with. Know, you don't know. No, no, no. So three, me and three other boys. Um, okay. Yeah, so. Mandem in the building. It's just a, a Mandem trip. A mm. um, few, three, four days. And then we're back. Um, so I'll let you know how it was. Okay. And um, I can't give, do no free promo for the for the people that we use. But if it's good, then we might we might promo them. Yeah. Um, Edge, how you been, bro? I've been good. Um, I kind of almost can't remember what I was doing in June last year. Mm. Even though it wasn't it wasn't that long ago, but um, I think outside of work, things things are probably more like changed a lot. Just more involved in like charities and and like schools, so like boards for both of them. And I think that's been probably the highlight of um, of uh, yeah the past like half year. Yeah, really interesting those stuff because I think eventually it'll be good to like you know on a full time move in that sort of like direction career wise. Even like really just to reinvest in the. An assistant that's given so much to me. Do you know mm. what I mean? And that sounds so people, pretty chosy. But honestly, yeah, that's been really that's been really fun of late. Um yeah, new year, new year. I don't know, new year, new I was say new year, new me, but I think yeah, I think just wanna improve upon uh a lot of the like habits and patterns that I tried to end last year with. Okay. And I always find New Year <clears throat> a bit anticlimactic and I never really enjoy particularly that that transition okay i feel it's so overrated because when you're at this point in the year it's just back to normal yeah, it feels yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah so that to so that it was good to sort of just carry on as opposed to start start fresh yeah um but how are you like before the end of a before the end of the year you're one of those people who's very contemplative like what's my year been like i'm always just regretful how many books that i didn't read <laughs> and i need to come out of that bondage <laughs> it's such bondage because i'm always like should i read that and you just read like you see the little power you read. It's like oh my gosh, is that it? Up there was in a big reveal. But in the year, I am contemplative. I think me and my wife particularly do like a thing. Usually, like so, this year it was last weekend. I think last weekend of the year, last yeah, last week of the year. Spend a, spend some time just reflecting over the year mm. as a married couple, as parents as well, as individuals. True. And even from that, we like yeah, just put a plan in for how we can change how we use the week, for example. Mm. And that's great to do that just before the year ends because you already started, as I said. Mm. So, um, yeah, praying those those plans help us to grow closer to the Lord, grow better as a family, father, wife, you know, all that stuff. Um, but, yeah, so, um, look, I'm, I'm optimistic. Um, Marshall's gone out alone. <laughs> We're cleansing oh out the team. Free my guy, man. We're cleansing out the he team. Looks, he looks happy, though. <laughs> he looks so happy, and I'm happy, happy for him. But he can I'm stay happy. where he is. Yeah, really. Yeah. Like, still them ones, so. That's for a different pod, but. I, yeah, listen. That's, need, a worth, to go. that's a conversation worth having. But I, I mean, what I will say is, guys, set that guy high. Guys, high I will say, uh, me, I was off my shelf for the, like the last year, and, year and a bit. But I'm buying the dip. <laughs> oh I'm gosh. buying the dip. When I saw that they rolled you out Ronaldo to money, preview brother. him, yeah, 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 I said, these guys are pulling out all the stops. He's gonna come back and he's gonna win La Liga. <laughs> but anyway, speaking of somebody who who probably doesn't have the issue you have about how many yeah. books have I read in the last year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. is how you been, bro? <laughs> 
in fairness though, I was actually just thinking I haven't read as many books as I'd have liked last year either. He says in front of his in, the, in front of his oh gosh. <laughs> um I mean good. I, I was thinking um so I'd mentioned LA uh earlier on. I don't know that I actually mentioned it the last time I spoke on Black Breeder because it, it basically all happened. The move happened kind of around yeah, May, May, June 2021. So in terms of things happening, that's probably been the biggest thing. Mm. Move, adjusting, new culture. It's a very different place. Um, and I've got a lot of thoughts about that. I don't know. I don't think I have, I, I need to all, all those thoughts straight away. They'll can tease that out over some, some episodes to come. But yeah, um, adjusting to life in, in Los Angeles, uh, then uh, living more deeply into the, the married life as well. I think being far away from both our families has been has caused us to like really think through what it means for us to to commit to each other a little bit more fully mm-hmm. um i yeah and then you know some other personal goals like up in the reading uh seminary does a, a huge chunk of that for sure but there's still some interests i have outside of theology that i don't feel like i dabbled in at all but we can dive into that another time but how are you how are you finding LA just culturally? Like what's the differences you're finding between it and London? Do you miss London? Them kind of things. <laughs> yes, for sure. I you know, the weather is probably the biggest thing that LA has above London, if you know. I mean, I don't I think that's a surprise to anyone. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, um it's just as expensive. Um it's very much a driving city. So I'm just driving anywhere. And I've, I've seen some horrendous crashes already in this short time. Seven car crashes, um, roads blocked off, high-speed chases. It's definitely the wild, wild west out here. Um, <laughs> so in that sense, I'm like, yeah, give me London, please. I thought, I thought London traffic was bad. But then I saw I saw Los Angeles and I thought, no, I'm good. Mm. London's actually calm. Um, what else? It's not as secular as I thought it was. I think that's the biggest thing. Um, so there's a county here called Orange County, has the highest concentration of mega churches in the United States. Mm. Um, and when you think LA, you don't think mega churches. So that's been a like I thought you know it would be like you're one of the few Christians walking around, but actually significantly religious, um, which has been help. It's, it's been helpful to think through what ministry would look like in London years to come as well um especially with the religious pluralism that's here i think it is similar somewhat similar to to the london so yeah those are some those are some differences and contrasts between la and london it's interesting to hear you say that only because i'm thinking when you think back to like u.s election type stuff you only ever get this impression of california as this super liberal yeah um massive right. state in the u.s and I don't know, some people might even suggest it's godless, all of those kind of things. But actually your experience has been um, far more, um, I guess, Christianity just out there whilst you've been kind of integrating with people and learning more about life out there. Um, so that's interesting to hear. From, from my perspective, um, what was last year? How do you even describe last year? Last year was, um, I don't know if I'll say it was tough, you know. Mm-hmm. 
I feel like when I reflect on last year, so I'm probably one of those contemplative people and particularly coming into 2022, I spent a lot of time in the, like the last month of last year thinking, what do I want 2022 to mean? How is it going to be different? How am I kind of cultivating the life that yeah. I want um, in this year? So I was in that kind of contemplative mode, but I never felt like 2021 was as tough for me personally as I've heard it has been for a lot of other people. But one of the things that, 2021 the latter end of 2021 showed me at least was um there were a lot of people pandemic various issues um that have impacted them and it was just giving me a sense of awareness of what is happening outside of my life I don't know if you guys have felt the same just like being conscious of the fact that um you have to look beyond your own I guess four walls as it as it were and just like being conscious of the fact that other people around you may be going through things and taking yourself outside of yourself um, and just making sure you're availing yourself to your friends, to your family, all of those kind of things. Because um, I think, as you were saying, Mary, that, like, yeah, lots of people would have found the last year in particular quite challenging. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it got to a point where you, you don't even ask people how they are. Yeah. And you say, oh, you know, you're right. And you're like, don't answer. Because, yeah. like, you just, you, you don't, like, selfishly want to hear another kind of exactly. discouraging yeah, yeah, yeah. story. And even when I would leave my, like, immediate circles and speak to someone I haven't spoken to in months, Again, you're seeing the the difficulty of, of life. So yeah, mm. it was it was a challenge, and yeah, especially for someone like me who's very optimistic, yeah, very positive. Um, and then yeah, just seeing how other people's struggles and even your own struggles can really um, dampen dampen your year. Mm. Um, but now we moved, man. We moved, we man. Moved. And 2022, um, new year, new settings. The year of. Um, Oh, yeah, gosh, you throw me on the spot here. You know how they do that in church? What's, <laughs> what's going to be your <laughs> year of what dummy? I don't know. What do you want to say? Year, year of yeah. new beginnings? <laughs> Is that it? Year of refreshing. Year of refreshing. It's mm. a year of refreshment. Year of oasis. What <laughs> um, <laughs> was dry in your life can be... Um, I guess so, because like, obviously it brings us to, to that question. So I, this was meant to be like an Ask BB episode, but obviously because we're getting back into the swing of things. Um, we're rusty alert. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> yeah no, there, there, there are some questions that people have asked us and things that we've just been thinking about what would be helpful to kind of discuss yeah um and it's not necessarily going to be everything that we you know open up here necessarily but um yeah i guess people have been asking you know where we've been um how we've been and so thank you for the people who've been asking how we've been mm. um where we've been yeah i guess in light of what we've just been saying about what the last year was like um we took some time away to to kind of restructure um, as well as kind of brainstorm um, the way in which we kind of want to take Black Berea forward. Um, and I think it's important to say that, like, you know, what you're seeing in front of you now is going to be um, the Black Berea team going forward, um, having some conversations with some of the other guys who are part of the pod and part of the wider collective who um, were a great help, great to be around, great to do this with for the past few years. Um, some of them have made some decisions that they would like to take a step away um and so what you're seeing is the four i wouldn't even say four new faces like four old faces i'm kind of new though still kind of new yeah, 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 yeah. but it's been on a lot of episodes i'm new i'm a newborn fam you're a newborn <laughs> but at the same time you were featuring long before it's me from again <laughs> it's me again <laughs> from from time from time we started when did we actually start 2017 2017, 2017. Wow. February 2017. You've, you've probably featured on as many pods as some of the original facts you, you, are you happy to say that damiel you're saying oh, that. You think I you're saying like it's a bad taste in your mouth, like <laughs> no, 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 not at all. You've no, been no, there too many times. I'm just saying, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying that. Yeah, there's no, there's no sense in which you should feel like a, a newbie. But I, I hear what you're saying. I guess officially, mm. um, on the roster, if we can call it that. But yeah, so, um, 
I guess, yeah, just kind of being plain with it, like the the four of us are going to be kind of taking forward with the pod. Um, and yeah, we're, we're trying to do something different this year. So you're going to be seeing us as well as hearing us. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how you guys feeling about being on no, camera. Let's talk about it. We might as well just talk about really it. Awkward. How do I look? How do I look? It's so awkward. Yeah. Like, especially because this might be the first time we've done in person in like two years as well. Because we were using Zencaster for a long time. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Maybe like 20, 30 episodes. So again, like being in the same room with you guys and then also being on camera is very like, why? That's actually what I didn't clock. It's, it's one thing to be on camera, yeah. Mm. But this is actually the first in-person recording mm. we have done mm. maybe since what? 2020? 2020? Yeah, early 2020. Early 2020. Yeah, because so I think we got lazy. Years. Even when we were allowed to meet in person, yeah, we said, yeah, now yeah, let's yeah. just use the... <laughs> comfort, them home comforts. <laughs> that's even mad to even think. So talk less of even having cameras in front of mm. you. Actually just meeting up in person to be able to record the pod. Mm. Um, yeah, that's... And obviously is on like a live feed. Mm. Um, so yeah. Um, I don't know. Is how, you, how are you feeling about kind of what this year is can, can bring for... For BB and what your thoughts have been over the past kind of year? Yeah, um, yeah, I think the the setup is different. It's going to take some time to adjust to, but that's all good. Um, I think especially for myself, I think Zencaster for me felt like this works well given the circumstances. Um, being on camera is a little like, oh, okay, uh, but that's I think yeah. I mean, I think that's gonna pan out, be all good. Um, I'm 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 expect, expect expectant for BB's future, honestly. Um, and so I'm looking forward to to some of the episodes to come, and uh, actually, yeah, just being able to to chat with you guys. It's been a while since I've been able to do this. COVID has been an interesting experience. It's still an interesting experience, but excited to jump back on. And and I guess question question from me to you because you're in seminary, so you almost kind of feel like you're you're just probably having conversations about society about theology all of them kind of things just on a daily basis how do you feel like your experience um doing bb probably differs from what your experience has been like in seminary do you want to open up on that a bit most most of my experience in seminary has probably been uh talking about issues in the u.s uh, from a position of an outsider so i get a lot of folks asking me like yeah what do you think about this you know, Donald Trump, Biden, Kamala Harris, all that, uh, COVID, uh, evangelical Christianity and uh, nationalism. But how do you see all of that as a Brit, as an outsider, um, which has been cool. And I think that's actually helped sharpen some analytical skills, but I'm, <laughs> I'm definitely ready to talk more about the UK mm. and London. Um, I mean, we're, I think we're going to talk some about things in the US but my heart in the past I think yeah since COVID started since March 2020 has been more drawn to the UK as I've been sort of observing from afar Um, and I think some of my views on stuff has probably morphed having stepped out of it for a bit seeing things from a slightly different perspective I'm starting to change some of my opinions (laughs) on certain things can you tell us one which I didn't think I would do no (laughs) I'll leave the suspense there um i'll say it's more <laughs> it's mostly to do with with uk christianity i'll say that okay now you what you can't just come and drop a bomb like that on a christian and podcast yeah, and then and then not even just give us a tidbit of what you're it's saying it's said my views have changed, have changed. <laughs> hmm. give up give us yeah t- no you've got you've got to 
break it down for us. Small, small teaser. Oh, yeah, t- give us a small teaser. Wow. Um, okay, I'll I'll say with regards to race in the UK, um, I'll, I'll I'll speak on that. One, I'm fairly convinced now, having been in the US for two and a half, yeah, coming to two and a, oh yeah, almost three years. The UK is the UK church is more segregated than I thought. Okay. Um, yeah, my views on how race relations plays out in the UK has actually um, have become a little bit more pessimistic. There's a lot there. There's a lot there. And, and, and this is, I don't want to say that, it, I don't want to say that in the sense of, you know, I'm, I'm confirmed in my thoughts, but I think I've been able to see a little bit more that's been somewhat disheartening. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll throw that one there and we can. We'll pick it up another time. Yeah. A bit, yeah. Fair enough. So I guess on that subject of the kind of US-UK divide and talking about stuff that's been happening in the US, um, I imagine you guys have seen what happened with um, Mike Todd in his church. What's his church called? Transformation Church. Transformation Church. In Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, yeah. To be honest, straight off the bat, I saw the man did a to his, and I closed it. <laughs> Hold on, so you didn't even watch the... Didn't, didn't watch it. I haven't read nothing oh about it. Oh my gosh. I didn't want to see nothing to do with it. Mm. Um, so I just, yeah, obviously I heard, um, I think he was he was trying to, um, I don't know what the context of the sermon was that he was oh, preaching. Maybe was you could tell me, but I think he was... He was Mark 20. Yeah. What was, what was he talking about? Um, Jesus uh, spitting in the mud and wiping it on the man's, the blind man's face, uh, eyes to give him sight. Okay. And his point was basically vision can get, get, receiving vision from God can get nasty, was his point. And right. so, yeah, I mean. So he defecated on his hand and wiped it in his, his boy's face. Defecated. It was crazy. Cause I was watching it. Defecated. People, people I, I think I got home, you know, when you're kind of late to the party. So yeah. everyone was like, you know, Mike Todd is crazy. Da, mm-hmm. da, da, like, can't defend my boy anymore. So I, so I started watching the videos. I thought, okay, just spat on his hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then maybe pretend he was going to put his face and then stab him like a big kind of punchline. Yeah. So then he, sp- he actually spits in his hand. And I'm like, he spits in his hand again. This is not spit. And he then, v- he semi vomits <laughs> into the palm of his hand. And then he wipes and his hand spreads together. It. Then he puts it on his face. Like Dulux paint. And then he's oh, like, no, 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 it's not enough. And he just massages his whole hand into the guy's face. Right. And as he pulls away, you can actually see. Oh. Well, you can a- you can actually see the. Yeah, it's stringy. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 it's stringy. No, no, no. It's stringy. It's, it's moving mad. That volunteer who checked on that volunteer. <laughs> he's it's real spit. And then my guy's saying. Oh, what was the point he made after about like you guys are even like cringing? Like, see, this is how you know receiving faith from God can get nasty. You know, you don't have the faith that you need to to see. And I'm like, right. what's that even got to do with the actual text? Yeah, but yeah, it yeah. is what it is. But I was, yeah, that was that was that was too much for me. He's, I don't know. Like, I don't. Again, that's the thing. I don't really know his ministry too tough. Mm. But I feel like he's courted some controversy previously, or has he has he generally been like fairly straight lined, not that, been in the news too much. No, I think he is, he is like his preaching style is very much like he uses props quite a bit. There's that clip of him almost wading in the water. Do you yeah. remember one of them? I, didn't, I don't know the message, but it's, oh, I remember seeing a stage and like the same stage. Yeah, yeah. And is it like rain? Yeah. It's like raining. Like, so obviously there's water coming down in, in, in the, in the, on the church. Okay. In, onto the, like, onto the, the stage. Yeah. I don't know what message he's preaching, but like obviously he's, he's embracing it. He's almost like, and I'm, I imagine it's like, what? 
Well, I'm assuming blessings. I don't. I, I don't want to guess. Like, I, I, I wasn't. I thought that was amazing. As in, as in like a theatrical. He's wet. He's soaking. Like, he's dripping. Not many churches can do that. Like step your production game. Oh, like, no. Why are you hating <laughs> your mic? Like, don't be angry that you can't wet your mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought, but that's his. That's him basically. Right. He loves kind of like you know the big punchline, you know the powerful right. story. And but yeah, this was a. But why 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 do you think he's inclined to kind of preach and teach so in that way? In his apology video, right. he was talking about. He apologized for it. He kind of he he kind of didn't. He apologized. He said something like, "Oh, we're watching it back. It was yeah. it was a step too far." He said, "I'm really passionate about you know teaching God's word, so mm. I try and use kind of any medium I can to really emphasize my points." Right. So I think he's he's really tying that in with like, okay, Jesus heals this man that was blind with right. a spit. Yeah. I really want to kind of show that to you mm. in a way that so you can actually feel it. You know, get the context, understand how difficult it would have been. And the faith needed to receive healing. Um, mm. So I, I don't know. I feel like I'm defending this man. Go on, Mike. Talk, yeah, talk, talk. But yeah, so th- I think that's his aim. Of right. course, as someone who's preaching, um, it can be a distraction, right. um, especially to the watching world thinking, what is wrong with this man? Like, right. like what's wrong with you? Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, I, that video was was, was too much. Yeah. Um, and yeah. to be like, however well-meaning, even obviously if that's the reasoning, so... He wants to communicate how difficult it was to even have a faith that led to being healed from your blindness. Mm. Um, I'm not sure. I'm is. I mean, I'm not sure that's exactly what's happening in right. the text. That's right. that's Christ the issue uses as well. that means to heal a man. He's actually healing someone mm. of a of a of a condition. Mm-hmm. You're not healing anyone mm. by what you're doing. Yeah. You're not Christ. I mean, obviously, look. I get all good intentions, but fundamentally. What are you doing? <laughs> what's wrong with you? What are you doing? What's wrong with you? You know? Um, because yeah. in a sense, you almost have to question, what's Christ doing? Yeah. Because I almost found myself saying, all oh, right, what is this guy doing? But actually, you know what Christ does? But 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 they're not the same. Mm. Christ mm. does use spit, spittle to, you know, modern, I think he's referred to as spittle to heal a man's eyes, as the means used to heal a man's eyes. Yeah. Um, his way, why Christ does that is... Theory, speculation. I've heard even yeah, um, connections to um, traditions and and the view of mud. Even how true they are, God knows. Mm. Only God knows. Um, but my Todd isn't God, so to assume that, you know, to assume that, um, in do, to replicate yeah, that. yeah, 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 you're able to replicate that. Yeah, yeah. And fundamentally, you're not you're not healing a man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would even okay. I'll, more, more. Maybe I'll give more grace. Probably not, but maybe the man was actually blind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is right. some logic, <laughs> but it wasn't even that. <laughs> so my right, guy was yeah. on stage fully seeing. No, I, I, I think he know. had his eyes closed. There's okay, a guy okay. in the video of his eyes. <laughs> yeah, he had his eyes closed. I think yeah, the guy in the video had his eyes, eyes closed. closed. Almost replicated. He's blinding it. Strange. But yeah, it's, I, I don't. I don't. I'm just trying to think of the initial conversation of, <laughs> "Hey, bro, I need you." To <laughs> yeah, I need yeah, to volunteer yeah, yeah, yeah. for me. Stand on the stage. Close your eyes. Like, I don't know. Do you tell him that? I'm going to spit in your face. Like, Does he do a COVID test before he doesn't spit on his face? In this time, COVID, you're doing man, that. It's fine. It's yeah. fine. It's a, man, a man that's spitting in his hand in and wiping it on his face. In this pan- pandemic. About COVID? COVID Come on. Compliance. Let's be real. <laughs> I don't know. Is as a, as a, like a, a pastor, preacher in training, I don't know. How did you kind of consider what you saw when he did that? And maybe some of his broader techniques and kind of stage use, theatrics, props. You with it? You're not with it? I mean, personally props I feel like should be very limited very very limited because it does and I and I see it more and more with Mike Todd it becomes more like a theater um than an actual sermon where you're trying to convey truth 
and I and maybe I'm a bit I feel harsh because I know I can think of lots of good preachers pretty much in every tradition and style from your reformed Tim Keller to um your mega church TD Jakes who can actually preach really well without props yeah right so I, like I said I don't I don't think it's it's impossible to be an excellent communicator um and not use props you can do it I and I and so I, I, I tend to be a little bit more skeptical of the use of props. Uh, Mike's Todd's, uh, he's, this is the second time he's actually done it. The first time, I think it was like in, a couple of years ago before he quote unquote blew on social media. He did it with Mud um, on the same volunteer, who's his little brother, actually. Um, and so, <laughs> so he has, this is, this is in keeping with his style. Like Edgem said, I, I, the fact that he was trying to play God for me was a big problem. Like the big distinction between him and Jesus is that Jesus was claiming to be God. Mm. And I don't know if someone's claiming to be God and then does a miracle, they, they can get away with some things yeah. that you, um, that you, yeah. That, you know, if Jesus did that and the man was still blind, I think people would be like, okay, what just happened? Mm. The way we were looking at Mike Todd too. Um, but someone, I remember, uh, seeing someone on social media who says something interesting and it's and this, this speaks to the pastoral issue as well and they noted why they asked the question why didn't mike todd take the place of the blind man in this illustration right um if he if he wanted to convey this nastiness rather than play um, role playing jesus christ why didn't he role play the blind man and get his little brother to do the spitting on his face right um so actually which in a sense and i mean i don't want to this is kind of going into hermeneutics, where in a sense would have been a more accurate place for him to take when trying to step into a biblical story. I think it's always dangerous to step into a Bible story and put yourself in the place of God. Right. Um, if you're going to put yourself in anyone's place in a Bible story, it should probably be the one receiving the miracle, the sinner. You know, you can you can keep going on, maybe someone in the crowd. But you don't really want to play Jesus. Um, and so I, I pastorally, I had I had a I don't know, honestly, I'm, I was worried. I, I feel like pastorally, that was, um, this might sound strong to you, borderline abusive to the congregation. Mm. Abusive to the congregation? Huh? Abusive to the congregation and not, yeah. and not just that individual? Not just an individual, to the congregation, because it, you have, you're, you're forced to, to wrestle with what this means for your place in the church. Um, if your pastor is comfortable doing this in public, in front of, you know, his uh, live stream, I think hits about 90K viewers within a day. Right. If he's comfortable doing that in front of that many people, what is he comfortable doing in private? Um, what does it mean for your level of trust if you ever come to um, see him in a one-to-one setting? I, I don't know how that doesn't complicate the way the average congregant will interact with him other than for them to rationalize it and basically say here are all you know here's the six reasons i'm okay with it mm -hmm. um i just think pastorally you, your priority has to be the congregants and and the people you've been called to shepherd um and that has to take precedence over the effectiveness of a prop Right. Which means even if you think it's a really good point, you think actually this is going to complicate my relationship to the congregants and it's going to make things weird, 
then I have to prioritize them over what I think might be a really outstanding illustration. Um, and I, I don't, I don't think that I saw that in this case. So I'm, so I'm listening to this, and I'm. That's thinking, a good point. So, so what's the, what's the purpose behind him trying to, not necessarily even just this problem more generally, but like trying to, because Israel said he gets like ninety k on the live stream. Mm. So there's something that is effective at least in the way in which he um, approaches kind of giving these stories, mm. approaches his kind of preaching in the sense that it's, it's garnering mass numbers. And, you know, someone might turn around and say, actually, that's an indication of the failings of this guy as a preacher, that loads and loads of people are flocking to hear him. But actually he's taking them down a path that's leading them down to destruction. Mm. Potentially, I, I, like, I don't know his ministry mm. yeah. well enough, but mm. if it's a case of, you know, people love Mike Todd because they've got itching ears mm -hmm. and actually they're not hearing the truth of the gospel. Mm. Like, this is me, this is me like kind of, because um, I, I, I don't want to just kind of flat out condemn him because mm. I don't know his ministry well mm -hmm. enough, but that might be an indication that just because people are flocking in their droves to listen to him and hear him out, um, that might not be the indication that he's um, an effective gospel preacher mm, necessarily. Mm, mm. He just may be, like you say, a great storyteller. Um, but even what we're learning from those stories mm -hmm. is completely skewed. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't know if it's something in the age that we're in that makes us, that makes him think even this is the kind of way that, because um, I think somebody asked us the question, like how is social media, mm. um, what the way in which um, preachers, pastors kind of, give sermons and stuff like that. And I don't know if you've, you've seen in your own experience where, where whether social media has kind of dominated what's being taught on a Sunday. So maybe rather than preaching out of the text, we're having all the topical sermons about, you know, what was on the TL or yeah. what you were listening to on the spaces or clubhouse. Um, so that's probably one to my mind where, thankfully I would say like locally, I don't necessarily think I've had that problem, but I can mm, imagine mm. if you're somebody who's trying to like keep kind of young people, um, listening in the church or kind of trying to get them into the church the first actually i just drip culture you know you know you know i'm gay you know i'm gay big pastor toby you know i'm gay that's probably do you know what that's actually probably, yeah that's probably actually the biggest indication of how social media has impacted mm -hmm. the way in yeah. which people um interact with the church mm. his cult of personality has grown so big um that it's, it's weird. Like I, I've seen him recently on kind of other podcasts and um, people haven't been prepared to kind of challenge him on the mm. things that he's done or, or has been said to have done in his church or mm. his teaching, mm. but they've all just been consumed with the, so why are you all wearing mm. all this? And what do you think it does for you in terms of like the mass attraction? So he's become like a very quickly, mm. like a superstar. Mm. Yeah. Um, and nobody's really interrogated the message. Mm. Um, mm. and I guess the, the scary thing about his thing in particular is what you forget is there are a number of young people um, who've come out publicly and said mm. listen the way in which kind of abuses have taken place mm. um, yet still yeah do you know what I mean it can be quickly covered it can it? be quickly yeah. covered mm. and he seems to be in popular culture at least thriving yeah, yeah. Um, whereas the real challenge to what his Court of persona represents mm. isn't really being brought mm. by mm. the church or the world. Mm. Um, so it just seems like everybody's embracing him. So that's one way in which I feel like actually on reflection, social media is warping the way in which kind of mm. people approach teaching or pastors and stuff. I don't know. Do you guys yeah. think there's any other? I think so. Seen? I think even just the fact that there's so much noise online. Mm. So 
any any sort of whether it's a podcast, whether it's a, a sermon, you really need the the viral two minutes or three minutes. Mm. Right, 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 right. That can be quickly shared. Mm. Like yeah, no one's, yeah. I'm sure no one's, not many people have probably heard the full sermon. Yeah, yeah. That Mike Todd kind of encourages people to listen to, but they've seen that two minute clip. Right, um, right, right. And that's the same for everyone else. Like everyone else is thinking, what can I say in less than three minutes? Short that can value. Really like elicit a response. Yeah, um, yeah. And I'm sure that would impact Mike Todd in his preparation of like, I'm sh- sharing this story. Mm. How can I, whoa, how can I translate it in a yeah. way um, where people can actually, yay. <laughs> CD's going to fall. This like actually that. has to be a clip in the <laughs> podcast though. Before you. <coughs> nah, no worries. No peas, man. We've got to keep it here. I'm happy for you to send, to keep that, by the way, in the clip. Get me. I, was, I, send you to I, was <laughs> I was genuinely scared. <laughs> no, nah, sorry, what were you saying? Yeah, so yeah. Like, what, what can I do yeah. in two, three minutes to get a response? And, yeah. and that would definitely affect pastors as well right. especially someone like mike todd who's actually seen in past that i've had two to three minute clips whether it's about relationships or marriage mm. um that has got like a massive viewing so mm. i have to do that a lot and i'm that is a, a growing temptation that churches will find especially yeah, yeah. those who have mass, massive like social media following um kind of preaching for the moment yeah, yeah. so trying to find i don't think we do it as much but remember back in the day if like i don't know kanye releases an album or drake has a song we would make it Christianize it. Like right. we don't really do that anymore, but we try and what, what are Thank people God. talking about? <laughs> what are people talking about? And how can I, you know, yeah, change yeah, it? Yeah. So you're, you're say, you know, you want to roll with the big boys. Yeah. You know, who's the big boys? God is the big boy. Yeah. Like you do stuff like that. Yeah. It's like you know that, oh, he's you know, they get the reference. Mm. It's like, Ali, what's it? Luya. Hallelujah. What's that? Uh Perry remix. Have you know oh, oh. I heard that too. They need to stop that. That is so but just yeah, edit. Of course, it's silly, yeah. but you know why people do it yeah, so that yeah. you can get a, a view. Um, but nah, uh, that Spitgate thing really, really messed me up. And even when you just see a lot of um, what the world is saying, like mm. just yeah, it, it really does create an, a, an offense and a distraction to the gospel primarily. So I was going to say, what have people been saying? I guess you are outside of the church. Like, what's what's the response been? Like, why are you sense? spitting on people, bro? Like, right, it's just, yeah, yeah, just, yeah. just like, just dumbfounded. Yeah, yeah, yeah just yeah. dumbfounded. Don't have enough time to actually, even if someone says, you know, it's a fantastic sermon though. Yeah. They don't have time to actually listen to it because like, why are you spitting on people? Right, um, right, right. So you're, you're missing completely the whole passage yeah. um, of, of why Christ does does heals the blind man and you're distracted by this man that just yeah, spat yeah. on his little brother because yeah. he thought it was cool, um, which is just very, very strange. Mm. Um, and yeah, so I, th- I think we have to be mindful of that. Like mm. there is a watching world that, that have questions um, yeah. that are adverse to, the, to God. So yeah. The, the gospel's offensive. We don't need to now add our own spit on it. I as think well. it's a, do you know when I think about it? I think it's a good reminder of um, you know that kind of Paul's words where it's just saying like the, the foolishness of preaching mm. is what God uses yeah. um, as an effective means of, of portraying the gospel. It's not with our own like words or eloquence. And I guess in Mike Todd's case, it's not with your theatrics and your props. Mm. Um, it's very much the, the core content of the gospel that's going to f- win people um, and change lives, not rain coming from your rooftop or you know like spitting in a man's face like that's not going to do anything other than maybe like a quick um, a quick yeah you got your one minute one and a half minute clip mm. and ultimately people are just left even more confused about what you were trying to convey and in some sense you know there may be a because it's, it's elicited that reaction in you right where it's mm. like wait what was what was jesus doing here so it has maybe some benefit to somebody who has that inquiring mind yeah um but the flip side is a lot of people will just walk away confused and disgusted. Yeah. Um, and that does just nothing um, for a promulgation of gospel. I don't know, man. It's, it was a, it's a weird thing to hear him do. 
I'm still, I just can't watch it. I just yeah, I don't. It's, it's disgusting. It's actually just disgusting. And I think Mary's point is helpful. And then so because you spoke speaking about so Mike Todd or content creators, you know how they use social media or how they influence how they influence by social media to produce as it were their content or even shake their preaching. But us as the consumers of this of social media and that preaching or yeah. that teaching, how social media and and it's and it's yeah, I guess the format it it is it's in and I guess just the the influence it has on our lives has to shape our interpretation of of what's been of the content itself on social media. So, even even I would say sometimes you get you know you hear something like that is trending, and almost your first thought can be what's Twitter saying about it. Mm. So you want to see what other people on Twitter are saying about it, and then that shapes your almost that, yeah, yeah, and yeah. you don't realize it, but you're just actually trying to you're actually trying to find a view right. that sounds good. Right. Um, and I get it, understand it, but ultimately, I think as Christians, you want to make sure before you even jump on the TL, you know what you you know what the biblical worldview is mm. on whatever issue is being addressed, right. because it's so it's 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 much more difficult job to then having gone on social media, spent so much time scrolling through various views, violently expressed <clears throat> in terms which are even unpalatable, to even patrol through that. Have that say your mind, and then now unlearn that yeah, 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 through the yeah. filter of the Bible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it, that can be a very unnecessary journey right, right, right. with unnecessary harm done to your mind. Right. Um, so sometimes, even the way we consume the information is so that geared towards social media led mm. that even yeah, even that priority shows that we have sadly a, a, a lower view of actually how we're meant to test truth. Yeah, yeah. I heard I heard a preacher. On Sunday, give a very, very, very clear answer to a question that was, you know, basically, how do we, um, how do we like, you know, protect ourselves and our church from false teachers? Mm. And very clearly, Christians have the Holy Spirit within them, mm. who helps the Christian divide the truth, the Word of God, and apply that to whatever's in front of them. So mm. whatever's been taught from you, like the Bereans, mm. um, great name you know, test that, test Thanks. the teaching against, you know, the scriptures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess we need to be safe. So when Todd comes, when next man comes, we're not phased because we know what the Bible says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even if the world is like, oh man, Christians, Christians, well, we're unfazed or yeah, at least yeah, yeah. we're grounded because, you know, we can just clearly say this is nonsense. That's very helpful, you know. And I guess it's not even just strictly applicable to what manner of teaching is. I guess every piece Everything. of yeah. mm. content you consume is being able to, have that filtered mm. um, with a biblical lens and not just necessarily being because I, I, I see that I see the impulse even in me probably sometimes it's like, in me it's yeah, me yeah, yeah. what's so and so saying about this and, and you got your people yeah you got your yeah, people you, you got, got your nice. people yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you, you've got you've joined factions where, yeah you know you know that this person tends to have this kind of mm-hmm. response um, it might be outrage or it might be you know they try to come across as more kind of deep thinking mm-hmm. contemplating mm-hmm. Um, and stuff like that and so you kind of find yourself falling in different corners of the but I probably say the Twitterverse. Like, mm. I, don't, I don't know what Instagram is like because I don't use it, but um and that's what's kind of shaping your view on all of these like key cultural moments, key yeah. social moments. Mm. Um I don't know, like is in, in America has there been a particularly like is there has there been one kind of response that's been pretty consistent or has there been differing views to to the way in which he did that? 
I love how Israel's become like our American correspondent. <laughs> yeah, it literally is. In America, he what needs are they saying? He's what are they saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get an airpiece. And now, and now to. <laughs> and now, and they announced to. What'd you say? Blackberry is American correspondent. That's the official. Let's roll with it. Let's roll with it. <laughs> BBUS. Um, I think it's been mixed. Most of the people I follow have been heavily opposed to it, um, and I think just given the brand and the. The crew that I roll with theologically, I'm not surprised. Um, but I have seen, I have seen folks who are defending it and, and essentially saying, okay, even if it was a bit too far, it's not as crazy as you guys are making it out to be. Um, right. I, and the only arguments I've actually seen that have been maybe, um, yeah, the only arguments I've seen in general actually probably have to do with his reputation outside of that particular incident and basically saying what hey look look at all the other stuff he's doing don't make it out to be like this is this is now definitive of his ministry he's been giving money away he's doing all these other stuff all these other sermons are still good and i hear that i mean as you can imagine i'm not particularly convinced by that but i'll I'll divide it like this actually professionally i think a lot of a lot of pastors that i follow have been opposed to it Right. Most people who've been for it are not ministers that I've seen on social media. And I think that's actually a, probably a significant split there. What do you? Why, but why do you think? Sorry, the the lag hit me. I was just going to say why do you, <laughs> why 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 do you think there is that dichotomy? Like, so why are people who might just be ordinarily congregants? receiving it in a way that's more that is more palatable whereas people who might be in his position are going nah bro you can't do that what do you what do you think is appealing to the person who's on the receiving end of the spit (laughs) 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 oh my gosh no go ahead go ahead for real (laughs) let me get myself together um i (laughs) i think most people who are arguing for him have been profoundly impacted by him. That's what my sense. They've watched the other sermons. They probably following Transformation Church for like a year and a half, two years, however long. You know, they've learned a lot of amazing things. They probably joined a small group that Transformation Church launched in like some city that they live in. Um. And so there's, uh, like, they're in, oh, I'm trying to find a nice way to say this. Like, they're really for him. And so this one incident, it will probably take more than that for them to say, actually, all of the good things that I've received from him are now suspect. Mm-hmm. Um, and while I think there are a lot of pastors who follow him and have been enjoying his stuff, uh, I think most pastors are watching what he does from the vantage from the vantage point of if they were a pastor, like how would this look? And I, you know, like <laughs> honestly, I think his clout allows him to get away with more than what is even possible. Right. So in a typical church, if they did that, the game would be over. Um, but it's because he has platform that there's even this kind of debate and discussion, um, and because of his influence. It wouldn't, because I, I mean, this is a guess, but the churches I have direct relationships with, the pastor did that in the service. It would be a whole, whole different 
discussion. Yeah. Um, and I think other pastors are looking at that saying that he's got, yeah, he's got leeway that I don't have. Yeah. And that's that's actually quite problematic. Mm. He's got leeway. Okay, yeah, sorry. I see the point you're making there, but mm. I was just, my video post was like, he's got leeway that I don't have. You shouldn't cover that either, by the way. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, mm. I, I'm not even saying. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not mm. even saying those guys were saying, but I'm just saying, like, listen, don't, I guess, to the pastors, mm. don't aspire necessarily to even have that level of clout mm. or untouchability. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's a there's a degree to which, um, actually, the position he's in can be quite dangerous. Um, if that position is continually abused, etc. So that's. Yeah. That's not even something necessarily to aspire to, but I hear that. And um, you're hoping some, I don't know, but he said, gave an apology. Maybe that was spurned by a discussion within the church. You're hoping that exactly. there is a yeah, sort probably. of, uh, yeah, accountability, whatever, fellow elders or whoever yeah, to yeah. be like, you know what, we recognise this was, was the wisest yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. As opposed to, because even if, even if the fact that it was himself that came to that position, that's still slightly problematic because mm. if he didn't, then what? Jeremy, mm. yeah. no, no sort of like correction to that. So... Yeah, I can, I can definitely, I, I sort of can see why Israel's seen that divide between ministers and like laymen. Yeah. I was thinking of a punny way to do that. I've got a pun. <laughs> Have you got a pun? Run it then. Phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> Phenomenal. Spectacular. <laughs> Spectacular. No, but because you said, do you know what I was even thinking? Because you said layman, I was thinking, how are you going to run? How are you going to run spit layman? How are you going to get that? How are you going to get that? How are you going to get that? Yeah. Then? But we'll come back to it sometime. <laughs> Forget that. Off, off, off my Todd. Why did say spitiful? <laughs> it was, no, it wasn't. Uh, episode title. Was, come on. Yeah. Episode title. Um, <laughs> but no, off, off my Todd for a piece. And um, a really interesting question, because I guess when we started the pod, we were just kind of talking about like how the last year was, yeah. what the New Year's bringing, what's, what, are we, what are our kind of aspirations, hopes. How can I even call a holiday an aspiration? But off that, <laughs> it's just like, Thinking about what we want the new year to to bring and cultivate and stuff like that, how we want to live life. Um, speaking about how like difficult last year was for a lot of people, mm-hmm. you're now moving into a different territory where everyone's just like, this year, soft life, the best life, soft life. <laughs> um, and I, ca- I can't be mad at anybody that was in uh, Ghana, that was in the Lagos, people. they were enjoying, they were enjoying. Um, but yeah, if somebody asked us the question and I guess one to want to kind of just like unpack is like how what was even the question? Do you know what I was just about to say? Uh hold on, give me a second. And you know me, I don't know social media. What is soft life? Soft life. Soft life is I, do you know what easy. I can't come and kill myself. It's easy. I can't come and I kill can't myself. Come yeah. and, oh, it's, it's another it's, iteration of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah of that. Yeah. Any new dimension, any new emphasis? Yeah. <laughs> um literally, it's literally that like um I think I don't want to walk. I don't think it's just I don't want to I don't want to work. I don't think it's I don't want to work. But if you yeah, I think there are some people who think after <laughs> I degrees, wasn't in it. Like, degrees, <laughs> but there's obviously yeah, there's obviously degrees of soft life. Yeah. For some people, soft life might just be it's a few holidays. Move. A it's cotton <laughs> It might just be a few holidays no a year. Mm-hmm. For some people, it's yeah, yeah, I need to be taken care of. <laughs> so yeah, I appreciate. There's I some need to be too. But I think yeah, the question was why the term soft life might not be helpful to the Christian journey, and a quick Google of soft life. I yeah, like yeah. that it's typified or. Filled with ease and comfort without right. requiring any hard work, sacrifice, or unpleasantness. I think that might be a bit difficult to the. I think yeah. that might be a bit harsh for soft life definition. First, you want to work, you just don't want to work too hard. Okay, so this so maybe my I just I just do you do you like innately when you use the term something mm-hmm. speak, when you yeah. use the term soft life, do you like almost a bit? Um, do you have like some kind of impulse that's like 
Yeah, but because I'm a Christian, I can't soft lie. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I think, I think, yeah, I think there's a there's a sense in which I know, yeah, that the Christian, the Christians, all the Christians' time is God's time. Yeah. yeah. So, so even our free time has to be enjoy enjoyed under under the guise of you know Coram Deo. Yeah. But yeah, so I, so even me, I get. I remember there was like a, a pastor like I listened to, and he he was just really not condemning like holidays, but just saying you know <laughs> you love going on holidays, you love going. We never see you; you're always on a holiday. Yeah, or yeah. you know the, the the old man aspires to like work to sixty and then retire, go on cruises, and yeah. he's like you're in a war, like you know. And it was just essentially saying yeah that like, we're soldiers, isn't it? Like yeah, we're, yeah. we're on mission. Um, so even that 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 tendency to always go on holidays or always want soft life could yeah. be a sense that yeah we're not we're not actually taking our, our, our walk seriously or we're actually idolizing or we've brought into some sort of hedonism um, yeah, yeah, yeah. that isn't like yeah isn't appropriate for a christian um in saying that life is hard you need to rest Whoop. like you need to relax like yeah, it's been yeah. a lot of stress like you know stress can kill so like yeah why does life have to be hard like yeah. why rough edges like where's the softness mm-hmm, like so mm-hmm. i'm trying to find the balance um of not falling into like laziness. Right. Um, thankfully, poverty is a disease. So <laughs> if you want to be lazy, you go yeah, yeah. Um But at the same time, with especially coming off a difficult year, yeah. you do kind of want this year to be softer. Like you want yeah, it to yeah, be yeah. Um, easier. Um, not not to kind of be irresponsible, yeah. but to have some sort of time to repair to re- recover, mm. to rest. Like, I don't... So, I think it's, it's a tough balance tonight. No, I hear you. Because almost, like, the... I almost feel like the question is, is like, phrased slightly negatively, or at least has, like, negative yeah, connotations. Yeah, it definitely does, the question, yeah. Um, so, it's, like, it's charged in the sense where it doesn't appreciate the point that you've been making, mm-hmm. that actually the reality of life is that it can be hard. Mm-hmm. We have a God who gives rest, mm-hmm. specifically that. Um, and sometimes you need to be... well. Yeah, you will need to be able to take time to enjoy that rest. You will mm-hmm. need to be able to take time to recuperate, have fun. I don't know. It's, it's I don't know if it's there's a Christian impulse that kind of makes people think like, I don't know. There's such thing as too much fun. Very possibly, but I, I'm just thinking. I'm wondering, are they getting that from that kind of, you know, where the students kind of talk about, you know, Christ returning and they were drinking and they were marrying and they just mm-hmm. had like no yeah. real regard for like Christ coming back. So I don't know if it's like. If the if it's what's the word I'm looking for if it's um if it's impacted by those kind of considerations mm-hmm. I think to your point it like fundamentally misunderstands or doesn't doesn't appreciate the reality that if you if you like are so opposed almost to the term soft life the reality of just that life can be hard yeah um, I think for me when I was thinking about this because I think towards the end of so on a New Year's Eve sermon. Which I was not present for. <laughs> Where were you? How do you know about the sermon? How do you know about the sermon? How do you know about the sermon? I listened. I listened. Dami was gonna go. Dami was gonna go. He put the key in. I listened. He said, ah, soft life. I listened. I listened. <laughs> Went back inside because it, it did, it, and it did have me thinking. Listen, all of these plans I have because my year was also I was also planning for soft life this year. Mm. Mm. I hear you. Um, and I worked hard. You do. I, like I actually, so I was actually thinking, right, this year. Like, I want to be able to enjoy, do things, live life small, travel, you know, all very healthy ambitions type thing. But when I heard this, so the sermon was um, from First Timothy 4, where Paul is telling um, Timothy about kind of training in godliness. Mm. Mm-hmm. And um, the point that was being made is that, like, um, 
yeah, bodily exercise mm-hmm. profited little mm-hmm. in comparison to training in godliness. Yeah. But the point about like training in godliness is um pastor was emphasizing that this requires work. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? This requires um discipline. sweat equity, discipline, yeah. all mm-hmm. of those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um and that's in terms of like your your spiritual growth, right? Mm. Your your growth in grace is something that you have to work at, you have to tease out, you have to push for, you have to strive for. And I guess anything that can kind of dull your sensibilities to that mm-hmm. is something to be wary mm-hmm. of. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I do get the sense where if you're kind of talking about if you're kind of talking about soft life where you just want everything to come easy. Mm. Um it reminds me like there's a hymn that we sing in my church and there's a line like Christian seek not yet repose like mm-hmm. there's a there's a sense in which you're always kind of striving and mm. working hard. But mm. um yeah to that extent if you're kind of if your approach to soft life is like you know like I do, like I, particularly with like my 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 walk, mm. I just kind of do things when I wanna. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, completely yeah. discouraging you from kind of yeah. approaching it in that way. Mm. Um, but I don't want people to be under the impression that like, yeah, you can't just enjoy small, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. small yeah. enjoyment. It's in mm-hmm. the Lord, isn't I've it? Nibble, I've been nibble, I've been bite. <laughs> but that's true. No, no, it's but that's the, the point. Lord, in the Lord, yeah, absolutely. In the Lord. Um, um, yeah, it's it's not it's not just like out here running wild. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, obviously I guess that kind of goes without saying, but but still. It's not um, sinful to want to to, and I've got to be careful. How I'm saying this mm-hmm. to like experience rest. Very simply, yeah. it's mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. to rest. It's a yeah. rest. So I don't want. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to. In a way that sometimes that question can be charged. Mm-hmm. Um, it just. This is all. The, I just. I'm hearing. Obviously, I haven't. I haven't. First time I heard this term. Mary said this. I can't believe this is the first time you've heard the term. Uh, first time I heard this term. It ain't in the streets. That's but what I was listen, I'm on different streets. But um, <laughs> still, there. but like I was, for me, yeah, it's just definitions because, um, so many. So yeah, look, soft life, mm. like to some degree, like it's a very harmless term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A very har- it's a very harmless idea. I think the issue is an idea, and that's why it can be dangerous because ideas when manifest and go too far can lead to wrong behavior. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. But soft life for me, if you're saying rest from your labors, yeah. if you're saying your family, want you take your family on a holiday, you yourself take a break, you enjoy going to a football match, mm. you go watch it live, you go into the cinema. Like those things are not sinful. Mm-hmm. So I'd, we're, we're not even really dealing with like sin and not sin. So yeah, that's yeah. why it even becomes a bit more tricky. Like, ah, so, so why can't we go all that soft life then? But you, man, I said it. And I just think soft life, doesn't because <laughs> you're saying is God gives you rest, yes, but for those who want to take that rest into indulgence, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. God's not giving yeah, you, yeah, yeah. no, yeah. no, no, at no point in our life are we meant to indulge yeah, yeah, yeah. in this world in this in, in a way that that is like this is all you have. Mm. And similarly, the idea of soft life, even though I think it's fine, the sort of limited version. I say limited, I mean, like, as, as I explained before, but I think where it can be dangerous is that, as you mentioned, where it actually takes away from your service to the church right. and service just to responsibilities that you have. So you are, like, we're, we're, we're meant to work. Right. We're, we're, as in, just as in labor, yeah. you yeah. know, where the, the Bible encourages work. You could say even instructs it. If you don't work, you don't eat. Mm. Yep. Um, you know, so in a sense, if soft life, if, if by soft life you're meaning a life where I sit down, I just get money, I just like money flows, I just chill, mm. then maybe yeah, you, they might have a what view of what of of of, of a healthy soft life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
And so that's why it's definitions, it's degrees. But if you, I think where, where it can be dangerous and the habit that can be dangerous, if everything in, in if everything that you do, you're trying to pursue self-life, mm. uh, well, at some point you're, you're pursuing the wrong life and yeah. you're, you're pursuing a non-Christian life. And in some degree, the Christian life is just going to, it's not, not, not that life can be hard. For Christians, life almost will be hard, like we'll for sure. That. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah, promise yeah. that. Yeah, whether yeah. it's persecution, whether it's, you know, um, contention with the world. So uh, if we're trying to run away from what we know, we're actually in promise a sense to called to, yeah, promise yeah, yeah, yeah. to, then self-life isn't self-life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just, you know, ungodliness. Um, so it, it, it can, so you can't get techie with it. And I, listen, I'm not going to, my sister says self-life, my Christian, I, I know what she probably means. <laughs> says it, and, do you know what I mean? But yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. you know, if it's like this, your whole life is about self-life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a problem. I don't know. It does feel like, I don't know. I, I will hear the, the question in the sense that it does feel like, it, it may just be the red. I was just going to say like, in the same way that there was that YOLO mantra. Mm. Mm. And again, this could just be kind of social media influencing the way you see things and just warping your perspective. Mm. But it does kind of feel like a lot of people from my culture are just trending towards, I just want to, you know, I just want to be taken care of. Especially in contrast to your parents. Like, you've, see, you've seen your parents, yeah, like, yeah. tall mm. and strive. Mm -hmm. And even when your parents, like, present, you know, when I was your age, I was doing this. It's like, <laughs> but that's, why were you suffering? Like, why was that, like, the norm? Like, yeah, why yeah, can't, yeah. why can't my life be yeah. full of joy and, yeah, yeah. and happiness and ease instead of, like, graft? And, and, it, and to be fair, like, there's some people that ask off life and then you've got like the rise and grind. Yeah. Every conversation is about <laughs> like cryptocurrency awesome. <laughs> awesome. and you know, what, what yeah. NFT you've purchased. There's generally some people, I see them and I avoid them yeah, purposely because they're going to ask me, you know, I'm what's the promotion doing? Yeah. You know, yeah, like the hustle in it. You got, yeah. you know, the second, I'm like, bro, like, yeah. so there's a balance that yeah. even you find as millennials, but mm. I think now mm. the current mm. kind of trend is yeah, yeah. soft life soft because, life. you know, mm. it's your best life. You can't, can't mm. come kill yourself, you know? Honestly, this guy's gonna hate me for doing this every time. We're gonna pivot because I'm LA. Is, What's the America? You know, but LA the reality, the reality is, it's 21 degrees in. Jan I ain't never heard California, of it. <laughs> honestly, hmm. honestly, because I'm thinking West Coast of the US. Bam. You can be living, enjoying Orange yeah, County. Yeah, I watched yeah. the OC when I was younger. <laughs> I watched it when I was younger. Them and I out there surfing. Yeah, enjoyment. Going to the gym all the time. All the time. <laughs> Fitness guy. <laughs> Is are you struggling with soft life? Talk to us. Bro. <laughs> uh, I, I wish I was struggling with soft life. Uh, I'm done. It's, I, as you guys were talking about it, I was thinking, I was like, yeah, soft life is real over here. It's real, real. Um, like folks, folks move here to enjoy. And I thought I knew what Rich looked like in London. <laughs> we went to Malibu and I said, wow. <laughs> so you can enjoy life here um so yeah soft life is big i don't i mean i'm, I'm leaning into it a little bit you know the beach is free so yeah, you, you can make it work um <laughs> but it's so yeah i've, I've been leaning into it a little bit but it's, it's definitely a vibe it's the culture over here man um and i was i was thinking about uh that balance of work and rest that Edge and Mary were talking about. Um, and I just thought, I think, I think one helpful context, which I don't, I, I don't actually see this in Los Angeles, which is I think part of why soft life is so huge, although I don't think they'll use that term here. Um, there's a need for the Christian to look at their lives within the context of their vocation or their calling. 
to make sense of the balance between work and rest, um, that each person is called to do something, to be something in this world as it regards to what they actually do with their life. And as a Christian, you know, so Adam and Eve, you know, in Genesis were called to be fruitful, to multiply, to work the ground, the earth, and to keep it. And so within that context of their vocation, they obviously took days of rest, but it was within the idea of like, I'm resting in order to be able to continue this larger call that God has given me, right. um, or I'm working to actually see it come to fruition. And if you don't have that like vocational call deeply embedded, you will go one of two directions, which either you just work all the time, you think life has to be just one huge bag of suffering, or you're like, I'd, you know, you work, you go to the end of uh, rest where you want to retire at 30 and never like do anything again from 30 to like 75. Um, everyone, even after retirement, is called to, to be and do something in this world. Mm. Um, and I think that vocation has to shape work and rest. I don't, I don't see that in LA. Um, I think everyone has that vibe of I'm here to, to make five mil. I'll get myself a nice house in Orange County and I'm just gonna enjoy. There's no, there's no mission or grander vision beyond just the vibe yeah. and, and the soft life. And I don't, I don't think that's, you won't see that in scripture in my, in my, in my opinion. I feel you. Well, yeah. listen, we gotta wrap it up here, man. We gotta wrap it up. Hey, what, what's the greatest, one of the greatest Christian books written? Bro, random question. Wait, uh, have you got one in mind? No, no, Progress. Pilgrim's Progress. Right, okay. The journey, you know, and, and I think ultimately, yeah, we there's moments of rest, right. but ultimately, rest comes. So if, if for you, rest is only Amsterdam, Dubai, Saudi, Ghana, wherever, <laughs> then, well, you, that's a shame. That's, yeah, a, yeah. that's such a shame. Yeah, that's yeah. a damn shame. <laughs> so ultimately, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. Point taken. All right, that's cool. Right. Let's wrap it up here, man. Um, yeah, listen. First one back in, in a while. Um, let us know how you found it. We're obviously going to be back here again, hopefully in a couple of weeks. Um, yeah. Easy. Peace. 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 Peace.